Hi, I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito from Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Scott, I understand that the estate of the artist known as Prince has filed a petition to cancel the registration of the trademark Purple Rain for wine registered by Ohio-based M&M Wine Cellar, which does business as Leuva Bella Winery. And I probably botched that, but you get the point. Uh, apparently, the winery applied to register Purple Rain for wine in February of 2019 and secured the registration in December of 2019. That's right, Josh. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's Leuva or Luva or whatever it is, but LUVA or LUVA um, got their registration in December 2019, and the petition to cancel was filed uh, by the Prince Estate on August 3rd, 2021. It was filed by both Prince's Estate and his record company, MPG Records. One of the grounds cited in the petition uh, was likelihood of confusion with one of Prince's registered marks, Purple Rain for sound recordings and a handful of other pending applications, all related to music and musical performances. So what do you think about that, Josh? I hope that's not the only ground that they raised in the petition. No, it isn't, Josh. The Prince Estate and Prince's record label raised two other grounds. The first of those other grounds being a claim for dilution, uh, specifically dilution by blurring. So under Trademark Act Section 43C, um, dilution by blurring exists when you have the owner of a famous mark that is distinctive inherently or through acquired distinctiveness, and some third party commences use of a mark or a trade name in commerce that is likely to cause dilution by blurring of the famous mark, regardless of the presence or absence of actual or likely confusion of competition or of actual economic injury. Do they get past the threshold issue of establishing that Purple Rain is famous? Obviously, we all know it as the title of the Prince of Prince's sixth studio album, a song on that album and a motion picture based on that album. Uh, it would seem that this should meet the definition of famous under the Trademark Act. So under the Trademark Act, a mark is famous if it is widely recognized by the general consuming public of the United States as a designation of source of goods or services of the mark owner. In determining whether a mark possesses the requisite degree of recognition, the court considers a, a number of factors, including the following, um, the duration and extent and geographic reach of the advertising and publicity of the mark and whether it was advertised and publicized by the owners or by third parties, the amount and volume and geographic extent of sales of goods or services offered under the mark. So that would be all of the Prince albums, uh, Purple Rain albums. Um, the extent of actual recognition of the mark, and I think in Prince's case, it's, it's, it's fairly high, right? Yes, I would agree with that. So the registration upon which the cancellation is based covers the album, or, or I should say various, um, various variations of the album. So based on that, it sounds like, like we're in agreement. I think that Purple Rain uh, is a famous mark. And, and I think that they probably have a fairly good uh, dilution by blurring claim here. Okay, Scott, and what's the third ground? 
The third ground advanced by the estate is under Trademark Act Section 2A, which is where a, a proposed mark falsely suggests a connection with a person or institution. So in order to advance a, a claim, a, um, a false connection claim, you have to show the following. One, that the mark is the same as or is a close approximation of the name or identity previously used by another person or institution, that the mark uh, would be recognized as such in that it points uniquely and unmistakably to that person or institution. Three, the person or institution named by the mark is not connected with the activities performed by the applicant uh, under the mark, so in our case, the winery. And uh, lastly, the fame or reputation of the person or institution is such that when the mark in question is used with the applicant's goods, or in our case, the winery's goods, a connection with the person or institution would be presumed. So what do you think about that? I think that's an interesting and creative claim. I mean, Prince is widely known as the purple one, but I don't think he's known as purple rain. I can see all of the other elements being satisfied though. Do you think they will be able to establish the first element? It's a good observation, Josh. Um, so with regard to the first element, a nickname or an informal reference, even one created by the public can qualify as a, a person's identity, thereby giving rise to a protectable interest. But uh, you're right. I, I don't think Purple Rain was ever a nickname for Prince. Uh, I did a little digging and I found an analogous case in, in a cancellation proceeding by uh, Andre Young versus Darian M. Birch D.O., which is a, a doctor of osteopathy. Um, that had a 2A claim. Uh, in examining the first element, the TTAB uh, said that there are two points to the first element. First, we determine whether Dr. Dre, that's Andre Young, Dr. Dre, is a name or identity of Andre Young, which we all know it is. Next, we determine if Dr. Dre, which was the mark to be adopted by the doctor of osteopathy, the applicant under the challenge mark, uh, is a close approximation of Dr. Dre, which it is. Um, so in, in my review of references to Purple Rain online, I must admit, I couldn't find it used as a nickname or reference to Prince. That's interesting. So another question. Why do you think the estate brought a cancellation proceeding instead of suing in federal court? That's a very good question. And one I, I can't quite figure out. It seems like the mark is actually in use in commerce by the winery. Uh, it was filed under uh, Section 1A. They submitted a specimen showing the, you know, the, the wine label. Uh, I, I, I don't know why they didn't file a lawsuit as opposed to bring a cancellation proceeding. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, you know, I think it's possible that they may have believed that a cancellation proceeding would be more of an expedited procedure and certainly would be less costly than federal court litigation since the discovery that's permitted in cancellation proceedings is more limited. But I mean, who really knows? Do you think 
maybe they're thinking once they prevail in the cancellation proceeding, they could advance a res judicata argument and basically not have to address um, the issue of uh, tarnishment by blurring in federal court? I think that it could be a consideration. I mean, they may think that that would be a benefit should they choose to go that route. Um, I mean, I, I suspect that this was a decision based upon multiple factors and maybe they just weren't ready to go that route just yet. And they figured, hey, we'll go with this cancellation proceeding. It could have some sort of preclusive effect in the future. And if it does and we choose to go that direction, great. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I didn't see any evidence of uh, a federal trademark infringement or trademark dilution claim brought by the Prince State against the winery. So right now, this seems to be the only action being taken. But let's let's keep uh, let's keep an eye out and see what happens. We'll definitely have to do that, Scott. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. If you're interested in additional content, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget to visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thanks. <music>